Skatchel. Ominous. Don't call it a comeback. It's your friends. Hi. It's your very nice friends who like Heart of Midlothian just as much as you do. Yeah, we're back. We're back. I'm sure you missed us. Sure you, yep. All those messages and voicemails that, it's, no. It's been a constant clamour. Yes. <laughs> it's not. It's I'm Nicole. I'm Rob. And yeah, we've, uh, well, the apologies, we've been uh, weirdly busy over the last, what, two, three weeks since the last time we were able to podcast. Yeah. Um, Hearts have played some games, Hearts have not played some games. Yes, that has happened. Weather has been an issue. Yeah, yeah. it sure has. Um, but yeah, we're back. We're just going to round up the last uh, few weeks of Hearts. There's what, uh, one, two, three, four, five games? To... Sounds right. It's a nice round so, number, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to agree with you. Uh, things have happened. Right, okay, so when, when last we left, we were uh, very frustrated about letting a two-goal lead slip against Hibernian. Yep. So we decided to avenge that yes. up in Dingwall. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them Dingwallians. Uh, we were quite apprehensive about that game before we went into it because it was a very makeshift backline. Yeah, Jordan McGee and uh, John Souter. Souter making his first start. Mm-hmm. Um, your boy Juwan at left back as well. And um, Captain Cam, uh, Callum Patterson um, at right back. Super Cam. Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> Killer Cam. <laughs> and that was up against like you know Liam Boyce, who has scored like ninety nine goals or something this season, and David Goodwillie, who's a well known bully. Uh, David Goodwillie, who once upon a time was a good forward. Yeah, yeah. Remember that guy. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of life's happened since then. <laughs> a lot of things. A lot of events. Loads of things have happened. To Allegedly. David. Allegedly <laughs> have happened. Uh, right, great. So, um, yeah, so we were slightly concerned about that. Ross County being a, a fairly decent side in SPL terms, us being a little makeshift, but um, we looked very solid throughout it. Um, we weren't, for winning the game 3 0, we weren't exactly like foot on the throats of Ross County. No, no, we, we certainly weren't. I mean, we had a, a good chance in the first like 15 seconds, and then mm-hmm. it was pretty much, there was a lot of county thereafter, but we stayed solid enough at the back where we're keeping tight to the strikers, Suter and McGee were especially standing out. And then it got into the second half, we got lucky with the first goal. Very, very lucky with the first goal, but from there on in, we seemed to be absolutely fine. Yeah, so the, the first goal came from uh, a corner. A Don Cowie corner. That's my favourite kind? Yes, no. No. Uh, but I, I do like the defensive header that Irvin put in. Yeah, Jackson Irvin, it was kind of stretching uh, right in the middle of the six-yard box and managed to header it directly off the arsehole of Andrew Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, it bounced into the net. I and like then... to think it made a sort of a... <laughs> 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 I could, yeah, yeah. Or some sort of comedy noise, like... <laughs> um but yeah, and then somehow uh, William Hill and Ladbrokes paid out on Jamie Walker being the first goal scorer because he was the one that celebrated. The ball at no point went anywhere near him. The only Hearts player it went even remotely close to was Jordan McGee. Let's be perfectly honest, uh, 
one of the major skills that any goal scorer has to have is the claiming of goals <laughs> that have fuck all to do with them. And, and, you know, you can't teach it. Jimmy Walker's just got it. The wheeling away, <laughs> the pointing at himself, yeah. the not even a hint of remorse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even Jordan McGee tried to do it. He turned out, no, Jordan, <laughs> you're a defender, mate, all right? <laughs> we still remember Patoji. Um But yeah, uh, Jamie Walker, I think that's still been included in like his goal tally for the season. I don't know how. I have no idea how, but yeah, great goal by Jamie Walker to make it 1-0. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the first of many goals officially by Jamie Walker. Yes. Uh, but it was um, uh, relic, well, at that point, uh, still newish signing, uh, Abiola Dauda's time to shine Dauda. in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a long bangy from Alexander and a flick on from Juanma, and then what? And then he kind of walked to the corner of the box and then pinged a shot through the legs of the defender, very nicely disguised, uh, and the keeper was left flailing. It went right into the bottom corner. So yeah, And then he seemed to celebrate by telling the Hearts fans to sit down. I don't know what that was about. He kind of, you know, he motioned his hands downwards, but I don't know if that was like him bowing to his new support or... Maybe he was trying to waft a fart or something like that. Maybe. Possibly, but he's wafting it downwards and I don't know. It's, it's poor technique from the last. It's very poor technique, but uh, yeah, great goal and um, the first real sign that we've got a striker on our hands. Yeah, well, the, the that's the thing that I like about Dowda. Well, let's let's touch in a second. The thing I like about Dowda is his, uh, his scars. Cool. Yeah. They're right there in his face. Right there in his face. It's a good job you like them because you'll have to look at them a lot over his career. Yeah, he'll have to look at them all day, every day for the rest of his life. Oh, not really. Only if he looks in a mirror. No, oh, they're basically on his eyes. Anyway. We digress. Sure. You're, that's not really how faces work, but cool. So mine works. Yeah. Um, yeah, so his second goal, um, uh, Zanata did a thing. Ah, oh, Dario. Yeah, and uh, Juan Oshaniwa found him. It's mm -hmm. a completed pass by Juan Oshaniwa there. Um, yes. Well, World Cup star. Um, yeah, he found... Worked messy at the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, he found Zanata on the left, right in front of the, the dugouts, and uh, Zanata let it run through his legs, then did a little uh, sort of Cruyff turn mm -hmm. past um, McGregor Ross County player. And you could say literally anything. Let's just say it was Richard Foster, just for the... <laughs> Let's just say he made Ricky Richard Foster look like a dick. Yes, okay. Uh, and then drove about 50 yards uh, into the opposing area. Laid it off quite nicely. I think he was he was maybe going to try a, a shot himself, but uh, saw Dowda on the edge of the box, laid it back, and Dowda spanked it into the, the top corner with his left foot this time. Um, Not a second of hesitation on the second one. Just sort of like... Knew it was there, knew he was going to score, and just uh, wanged it into the net. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Properly, like, um, it reminded me of like, Nikita Jelovic a uh -huh. wee bit. Uh, always scored with his first touch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't take a touch, could, could just hit it on, on site. And it reminded me of a goal that he scored for Everton against Spurs once. Basically, a carbon copy. Um, yeah, just really good instinct. Striking play, yeah. Um, Instinct, technique, all of it. Yeah. Positioning as well, being able to hang outside the box, knowing that Zanata is going to make the run into the middle. Yeah, it was great. Lovely curve on the ball as it went in. Yeah. Very pleasing flight, aesthetic. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then he did a little dance with you on as well, which was yeah. nice to see. So yeah, so like it's like those sort of two goals kind of sum up um, what I really like about Dowda that that we've seen so far. Um, he's got a great idea of what, like, I think he really understands football, I think he understands the game very well. Um, we'll, we'll touch on the uh, Kilmarnock game a bit later, but like during the Kilmarnock game it really struck me how 
how much he was able to do like sort of one touch layoff passes and things like that and just sort of knew where his teammates were going to go or at least where they, they should go I, th- I yeah. think there's still a bit more understanding to be reached between everybody that, um, uh, through through training and, and playing and whatnot. but like he 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 understands like the sort of space of the forwards um, area very well, uh, and but he's also he's one of those strikers with a lovely languid style. Like he never seems to be running very hard, but he's always in the right place. Yeah, I think the ideal foil for him is Riley. Yeah. Um, I think you know even though Juanma did set up that goal at, at Ross County, um, he's not gonna be the guy that runs about and chases down defenders and stuff like that. Um. He's a guy that basically, if you give him service, he'll score goals. It's as simple as that. He's the guy that is a finisher, and if he gets a chance, then he'll usually he'll put it away, it's or at least hit the target. Yeah, um, it's the one sort of concern about that. Not even from a footballing point of view. It's just like how fans tend to react to players like that. Like um, if if he goes like a few games without a goal, that's the type of player that fans will decide isn't trying or isn't working hard enough. And it's like no, he's just working smart he just like it's 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 nice when you see a player like Riley like chase down a lost cause because you know like one time in seven he might make something happen from it yeah Dowda's more the sort of guy who'll like look at something like that and sort of reasonably go nah I'm not going to get that so I'll save my energy for when I can make a run that's going to make a difference yeah yeah it's aye they're two different strikers and I think you know you could see even um, in the the game against Cali Thistle which we'll obviously talk about as well mm-hmm. there's there's still understanding to be made there um, but I think that for now is our most promising partnership certainly yeah so he's um, he strikes me if we're going to compare him to our, our last best striker Osman so um, a lot of the same sort of technique but perhaps not quite the same uh, amount of running but I think he's a more uh, instinctive and natural goal scorer than Osman yeah yeah I'd say so I don't I don't think Dowda would feel comfortable you know coming deep and driving at fullbacks, for example, that's yeah. not his game. If he gets it and he's squared up one on one with a centre half, again like we saw against Cali Thistle, then you know he'll make that happen. But he's he's more of a more of a striker's striker, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Osman so could help out in the midfield. Uh, he could help out other areas of the pitch. Dowda's not going to do that. It's quite clear that he's not going to do that. But he doesn't need to. See see if he does literally fuck all apart from score goals. I couldn't care less. Could not care less, and it looks like he might be that kind of guy, you know. And as long as he scores goals, that's fantastic. Yep. So, uh, that was a very positive game. Uh, the next game, less positive. Yeah. 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 It was it was quite shit, really, wasn't it? Yep. So, we travelled to Tannadice Park, where Dundee United play their home games. They've been doing it for quite a while, you probably don't need me to tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah... Never seemed like we got out of first gear for this one. It was a terrible end to a terrible week and probably the worst week of Robbie Nielsen's managerial career. Oh, um, wait a minute, I have skipped a game, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. Oh, That's right. how so thoroughly it's been airbrushed out of my mind. <laughs> I thought that was fully intentional, you were just body swerving that other game. No, no, no. I think the main point we can take from this is that even though we conspired to lose at Easter Road, we've still ended Hibbs' season. <laughs> it's, it's amazing that just the presence of us just, <laughs> yeah. just, just, just destroys them. Even in victory and defeat. Even just... in victory, they dissolve like a <laughs> shitty biscuit. Yeah, it's, um, 
It's yeah, it's funny. It's I can look at it now and laugh. Ha <laughs> 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 Yeah, the a very, very forgettable game, even as defeats to Hibernian go. Yeah. You know what? It actually puts me in the mind of there's a line from uh, High Fidelity, the uh, John Cusack movie based on the Nick Hornby novel. Big fan of it, yeah. yeah. Uh, where he goes, um, uh, some guys never got over the night their band opened for Nirvana. Hibs never got over beating hearts in the Scottish <laughs> Cup. <laughs> That's, yeah, fucking he. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, three consecutive defeats for them and it's three wins for us, is it? Two wins now? Something like that? After Dundee United. After Dundee United, that's two wins. Two yeah. wins. Two wins. Yeah. yeah. Also, a uh, big fan of the, the stat that I saw um, last night, actually. Uh, Hearts are closer to Celtic than Hibs are to Rangers. <laughs> yeah, but Hearts are based on the west side of the city. That's always going to be the case, isn't it? Points-wise, then. Oh, right, I see. Let me have this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Hearts are 11 points behind Celtic. Hibs are now 14 points behind Rangers. Right, so the, the big difference is, is that at no point in the, in the last couple of months were Hearts only 5 points behind Celtic. Yes. <laughs> at all. Nope. Not even nearly. Not even close. No. no. Well, haha, <laughs> great, great job, Hibs. Yeah, well done. But we did lose that game, and it's just a shame. It is a shame. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, su- I'm sufficiently over it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we've beaten Hibs enough times that a loss doesn't really matter. It's amazing what a couple of wins in the week can do for it as well. Yeah. And that's that's what we've gone and done. After we talk about the shitty game at Tannadice. <laughs> this, 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 this the appalling, appalling. Game. Yeah. So, um, well, it wasn't... Going, Embarrassing. It wasn't going well. We hadn't created anything. We weren't good. Dundee United got a very simple goal off of a corner. Demel is a big guy, to be fair. Yeah, but I, th- I think, you know, McGee getting sent off was probably a big thing as well. Was that before or after the goal? Before. That was before the goal. Yeah. Okay, right. Two yellows. Both of them quite the, the harsh. space of about three minutes, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, eight minutes between them, yeah. Uh, both of them quite harsh, but the second one maybe shouldn't be diving in when you know you're on a booking. Yeah. Um, the, first, the first one, the guy literally just, he, he backs into McGee and falls over and McGee gets booked. I'm guessing it's for persistent fouling or something yeah what they're both soft but neither of them are ridiculous they're neither of them in the category of like oh I've never seen that happen on a football pitch before yeah but you're absolutely right like the it's the second one that's the the criminal one like yeah. once once you've given up the first one you can't give the referee any excuse to book you again especially not immediately fucking after <laughs> yes yeah yeah that was yeah daft Decision making from Jordan, which we've seen a couple of times this season. I'm still got all the hope in the world that he's going to be a good player, but I'm not sure if he'll stick around come the end of the season. Yeah, I think it does feel like uh, Middlesbrough or a team like that will be back in from. Very possibly, yeah, very possibly. But we've got Suter, so fuck it. Yeah, yeah, Suter <laughs> has been magnificent. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, anything? Oh, yeah, we scored. Uh, Jamie Walker scored. Uh, a lovely goal in the in the Dundee United game. What a what an assist from Suter it was as well. Yeah, uh, he definitely intended it. <laughs> he definitely didn't just volley the ball as high in the air as he possibly could. Um, yeah, my my favourite part about that was actually Cole Donaldson, their centre half, uh, looking at Jamie Walker, looking at the ball, and looking at Jamie Walker again, mm-hmm. and looking at the ball, deciding to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> so he literally he just turned round as Walker took his touch and went, oh, that's, "That's a good touch." 
then then Walker rocketed it into the top of the net, and he was like, oh, okay, shit, I maybe should have done something. (laughs) (laughs) So, Joe, the tricky attacker on the ball. Ah, I see no issues here. (laughs) It'd be great, actually, yeah. Let's see how this plays out. It'd be great if he was just commentating. (laughs) (laughs) And Walker on the left wing, oh, that's shit, shit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's poor poor effort from his marker there with that call done. Oh, Oh. Oh, God. Oh god, guys, I've done it again. <laughs> um, yeah, wonderful finish. Uh, that's what Jamie Walker brings. That's what he do. Um, I love him. He's he adds so much to the team, and I'm so happy he's fit again. So happy. It's been really weird. Like it. It's only since he's been back that I've kind of remembered. Oh, Jamie Walker's really good, isn't he? I can't. I can't believe you forgot. Well, he's yeah, that good. <laughs> I, it's just kind of because we had uh, Nicholson and King. Yeah. Like. We had like, like our wingers were still like, probably the best part of our team while Walker was gone. So, when I was looking at things that could improve about the team, I was looking at things like the central midfield. I was looking at things like left back. I was sort of thinking, like they were, occupying my brain so much. I wasn't sort of thinking it's like, oh, Jimmy Walker will like, really be a boon to this team. And then he came back. It's like, oh shit, Liv. I mean, he's just, so much sure. Uh, stronger and more astute and got better control than Nicholson or King. Yeah. I'm just, like, you know, Nickel doesn't speak for the entire podcast here. I knew, <laughs> I knew Hearts completely missed Jamie Walker. It was obvious from as soon as he went out injured. But yeah, he's, that's attributes he, showed, he was shown last season. I mean, he was, I think there's a great argument to be made for him being a player of the year last season. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, and he was shown that against lesser teams, fair enough. But even the start of this season, carrying an injury, he was still keeping the ball, he was still working. His ball retention is just incredible, which is why he can drift into that number 10 role so well. He can pivot on the ball, turn, drive at people. He can, yeah, his decision making's improved a huge amount as well. He looks hungry yeah. as fuck whenever he gets the ball now as well, which is just a joy to see. He's brilliant. He's absolutely superb. And there's, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind he's probably one of, if not our best player. Cool. I think Callum Patterson has something to say about that. But oh yeah, that's you know yeah. argument to be made. But yeah, no certainly. Cool. Uh, and then we lost the game to a fucking howitzer. Uh yeah, Paul Payton. Um, I don't think he's ever done that before, but he's a huge part of that United team. And yeah, it was an absolute ping. Maybe it should have been closed down a bit more effectively. Dundee United had the ball for about three minutes before they actually scored. So you know there there could be deficiencies pointed out at any part of the the midfield or the defence, but you can't. Really you can't legislate for that. No, not at all. It's an absolute screamer. And that's the sort of that's the sort of position where, you, it's not that you don't mark, but you you sort of ease off. You're just sort of like, okay, you shoot from there, mate. You you do whatever you want. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I think even like Alexander had been inspired in the goals as well. He had a great game, so it was gonna have to take something like that to beat him. You know, having played sixty minutes with ten men, it would have been great to get a draw. But you know, th- these things happen. I think. Uh, the other major talking point from that game was uh, the uh, relatively early hooking of Juwan, which I think we have to say Juwan? signals... Was it, it was the Dundee United game where he was taken off around about half-time, I think, wasn't it? Like, uh, we, we were, yeah, we were rejigging the, the defence. Um, like, so obviously, like, Suter had come on for, for McGee when he got sent off. For Zanata, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 to replace yeah. McGee in the back line. 
but then like we went even further and Juwan was uh, taken off I, th- I think at half time yeah no you're right I remember that now Aye. Uh, which was like a fairly big signal was like of Robbie saying like I, I, I don't trust you and I can't trust you in this game and unless something remarkable changes it kind of feels like that might be his heart's career over it's looking more and more like it it is looking more and more like it, especially with the rumours that we're looking at that uh, Mark Russell from Greenock Morton, all right, nineteen year old left back who's tearing it up, um, down in down in Capilo. So yeah, possibly, but I wouldn't look far too much into it right now, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think there's still the possibility. It's still one of our weakest positions as left back. Uh, we've basically now just got Rossi, yeah, or McGee can fill a he can fill a gap if needed. So I think Juwan will still play another few games for Hearts, but it's whether he actually takes his chance and shows that he's good enough and you know sound enough to play this this sort of game in in Scotland. I think he's just not adjusted to it at all. Yeah, it's a shame because he's he's definitely got footballing ability. He just got great chat as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely can't can't deny that. But he just doesn't he just doesn't seem to be aware of what's happening in the game most of the time. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's he's very very eager to impress as well, which mm-hmm. doesn't help. We've had players like that over the years who've been far too concerned about showing the fans what they're good at and stuff like that that they kind of forget the basics, and it's kind of been like that in a lot of his games. He played very well up at Ross County, by all accounts, uh, probably his best game for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know maybe maybe he does have it in him, but it's it's whether Robbie now sees Rossi as you know our number one left back, which for the time being, it's looking. Very, very yeah. much like that. Well, well, I hope you come good, Juwan, but oh well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then, um, Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock happened, well, no, for what happened before that, we were meant to play Partick. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the morning of that Saturday, everything was fine, game's on, Yeah. come on through, lads. Yeah. Get on the train, Nicole. Get on the train <laughs> from Glasgow. Yeah, I was working that day. So uh, I, I, I wouldn't have been able to make it anyway. Um, oh, good for you! But I'm working this Saturday as well, so I won't be able to make yeah. it again. Um, yeah, yeah, an absolute downpour of um, rain, sleet and snow uh, for an extended period of over an hour in the morning, basically. So it was wet and it was cold and it was minging, it was falling onto Town Castle. Yeah, and the pitch just went, nope! <laughs> <laughs> um, the pitch isn't in great nick anyway. Um, but that pounding rain and stuff really really didn't help yeah so always annoying to have a game called off at short notice but especially when you're already on the train uh, to get off at Falkirk and wait for the train to take me back home and I can tell you it was definitely snowing in Falkirk it was a a mystical winter wonderland as I looked onto Falkirk and despaired (laughs) but there we go yeah Hooray. Uh, but that gave us some uh, some time off to think about what was happening. And uh, Kilmarnock. Yay. Hooray. Uh, so, uh, a little bit different with the lineup in this. We went back to two wingers because yep. uh, Walker was fit enough to, to start. Yeah. And uh, interesting. Well, I think the general sort of feeling around Tynecast at the end of that game is that we had not played very well. Yeah. But at the same time, we had played Kilmarnock. <laughs> yeah. So, if yeah, I think Kilmarnock are... I'm going to have to check a few sources for this, but Kilmarnock are absolutely humming. Yes, that is true. So shit. Mm-hmm. So shit. So shit. 
Um, so yeah, that, that helped us, I think, in our game plan. The fact that we're playing the, probably the worst team in the league right now. That did help. Yeah, so well, we were a bit more open than we'd been in, in recent games. Rather than have the sort of uh, three central midfielders, we, we did have two wingers and Juman Prince in the middle, which I thought was a, it was a positive step for a game at home to one of the poorer teams in the league. Yeah. Play a bit open. And to be fair, like Kilmarnock didn't... Well, they didn't, they didn't dominate midfield, even though they had like, the sort of extra body in there. Um, they really don't offer much at all, Kilmarnock. Uh, but, you know, like... McDonald made a lot of good saves. Balotoni was quite strong at centre half. Yeah. Uh, Obadai quite impressed me just from the point of view that he's very very fast and quite strong. Yeah. Yeah. He had Patterson on toast. Yeah. And yeah. Patterson did not enjoy his afternoon at all, and then it was you know ended by an injury as well. So. Yeah. And yeah, uh, uh, yeah Kamarka also got McGinnis, who's very big. Yeah, big lad, yeah. big old lad. But I think um, Suter and Ozturk completely nullified him which was lovely to see yeah so we got the uh, the goal from missing a thing hurts Mr Penalty Robert can you believe it well colour me fucking shocked <laughs> yeah. yeah Um. yeah uh, but That's... a nice touch from Walker to, to score on the on the rebound yeah he absolutely intended that 100% meant to slap it off the top of his boot and for it to loop over Jamie McDonald are you lying to me yes I am lying to you I'm shocked that you consider a relationship so so frivolous. <laughs> that you can just I'm shocked just that Jamie Walker it. thought it okay to go and you know really celebrate that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the shittest goal he'll probably ever score, apart from that one at Ross County. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it was a very very good save. Yeah. It was a very good save. It was a well struck penalty. It was going in the corner and he tipped it onto the post. Um, and yeah, Walker was lucky with the rebound, but it doesn't matter how they go in. So yeah, so that game was generally... I mean, we were on top. We did... The main... like, in the first half anyway, we, we looked looked good going forward. Like I said before, Dowda was combining well with, with Riley and, and Walker and Nicholson. Just sort of like, you know, we were, we were quite intricate when we got forwards. Forced a few good saves out of uh, McDonald's, but nothing went in. Uh, Dowda did miss a... But we did get a further penalty to, to miss. Two missed penalties in the same game. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's harsh to say miss saved. There's a better way to put it. Because then you know it the was player a very soft penalty. The player got on target though. So saved and True, but, yeah, missed. Yeah, but McDonald saved it just by sort of like yawning widely and then it like bounced off his hand. I wouldn't really say that. McDonald still had to dive onto the ground and the fingertip that he got onto it only got onto the post as well. Yeah. So you know it it wasn't an awful penalty. It, Penalties are fucking weird, man. If McDonald had dived the other way, we'd have been saying, oh, great penalty. That's true, yeah. It's, yeah. you know, that, that's the way of it. If, if Walker, if, again, if he dived the other way, oh, great penalty. You know, it's, it's a penalty is a, a goalkeeper's dream, basically, because yeah, either way, they're not going to get fucking blamed. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's true, actually. You just kind of remind me of, like, like last season when the Prince hit a penalty off the, the post and I said it was a good penalty because he'd hit it like low and hard and if it'd been a bit more on target it was a certain goal and you're like no it's not a good penalty because he missed the target yeah and so this one you're kind of we're kind of the opposite like I'm like I'm sort of going nah, the process wasn't good <laughs> you're like but the result was fine it was yeah. on target yeah yeah I mean yeah if you're taking a penalty you get it on target and it's a complete lottery whether the keeper decides to stand still or dive either way that's the way of it I, I didn't feel confident when Dowd picked up the ball to be honest with you I don't think he should have taken it yeah Um, but you know 
these things happen. I can't remember who was on the pitch. They, at the these time. things happen a lot to us, though. Yeah, yeah, they tend. And Walker to. was still on the pitch. Yeah, um, having just missed one, though. Yeah. I suppose, and I like, I quite like what Nielsen came out and said, and he was like, "We don't have a set penalty taker. We won't, under my stewardship, have a set penalty taker. It's up to the players on the pitch because they'll know who's confident and who wants to take it, and they can decide." He's like, "We practice penalties. You know, all the players practice penalties. So if they want to take one, then that's fine by me because there's no point." No point in having a set penalty taker. And I, I can't disagree with that, to be honest. Well, like you say, there's so much luck involved with penalties that, you know, it might just be that we're having lots of bad luck at the moment. I would like to see Jim at least try, because, you know, he's got good technique. He scored one against Motherwell. Exactly. <laughs> so maybe he can try, try again. More. Yeah, try more. <laughs> yeah. Um, other things from that game uh, Nicholson's header off the post, which I think approximately 70% of Tyne Castle thought was in. Yes, including myself. Um, the main, I think the main thing for me from that game actually was how good a partnership Ozturk and Suter looked. Yeah. yeah. Ozturk was superb. Suter was maybe even slightly better than Ozturk as well. And they were the two that got man of the match as well, which for me summed it up. They were absolutely brilliant. Well, I think what I really noticed about Suter in that game is the lovely way that he Garns and clenches his teeth when he's running for a ball. Like, he's yeah. just got, like I can just imagine if he was standing next to him, he hears, I'm gonna get the ball! Yes, I've got the ball! <laughs> the, I, like, when he's in possession, he might as well have a fucking cigar in his mouth. Like, <laughs> he, he, like, he just doesn't panic at all. And then, yeah, when he's not on the ball, he's, he's got this incredible try face. <laughs> you know? um, which I think was. was uh, Best example when uh, Patterson went off and he went to right back and he was up against Obadai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And aye, the physical nature of that battle and right in front of me in section G, I was like, this, this guy's fucking great. He certainly is wonderful. A, a big fan of Suter. Just like the maturity, the way that he's come in. Very interesting that he seems now to be uh, like the the favoured the favoured partner to to Osterk. I think I think it's it's good management from Nielsen because you've got. A partnership there are certainly you know one aspect of a couple of different partnerships who has got three clean sheets in the league now uh, from starting starting the game so mm-hmm. Ross County uh, Kilmarnock and then Callie Thistle as well Suter's kept he's been part of a defence that's kept a clean sheet you can't really drop that and I think Augustine will be sitting on the bench and he's got to understand that as well um, from what I've seen all the defenders seem to be pretty tight they've got a wee defenders union thing going on mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I think that the way that they've played against Kelly, against Cali Thistle, the two games that I've seen, they've looked absolutely superb. Plus, you know, if you've got like two defenders who are of basically same similar sort of level, it only makes sense to play like the younger guy who you're expecting to be at the club for three, four, five years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my, my one worry about that partnership is how good it is in the air. Um, mm-hmm. Ozturk's not famed for his heading ability. Suter again is decent in the air, but he's not. You know, he's not. He's not Augustine. He's not Rossi. Yeah. Um, but they dealt with McGuinness, who's absolutely dynamite in the air um, for ninety minutes. So, you yeah. know, maybe maybe they are better than I'm giving them credit for. So the uh, the several notes from the Kilmarnock game. Uh, Patterson uh, doing his shoulder ligaments. Shoulder ligaments. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ligaments are never a good thing to go, but when they're in a weird place like the shoulder, that's yeah, yeah. He seemed to be in quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of pain, but I think Nielsen's come out and said it's not as bad as they first thought, and he might be in contention for Thistle on Saturday, which is really? great news. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They thought at first it was going to be really bad because it's swollen up and stuff, but when yeah. the swelling went down, I think they were basically saying it's just a strain. He was in. He had his arm in a 
a sling, sort of a sling yeah. um, for the game the other night. But yeah, apparently that's what's been said because the initial estimate was six to eight weeks, which would have been a nightmare both for us and for him because with the Scotland game coming up soon, he looks a certainty to get a cap. Yeah. Um, so it would have been awful timing. But yeah, I think that seems to be the murmurings. Um, but fuck it, we don't need him. Liam Smith, what a player. <laughs> well, we'll get on to Liam Smith because he was excellent against Cali. But yeah. Um, yeah, I like those murmurings. Yes. Murmur more. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the other sort of weird, weird note from the Kamara game when um, uh, Riley was subbed for Juanma, many, many people at Timecastle decided to boo the decision. Yeah. Uh, many, many people at Tynecastle have turned into precious wee dicks in the past few weeks since we couldn't see Hibs away, basically. Yeah. Uh, knives are out for Nielsen for reasons completely fucking unbeknown to me. Um, and they, they wanted a way to express that. Yes, Riley was probably playing better than Dowda in that match. I would say certainly playing better than Dowda. But Riley also runs marathons in his sleep and you're going to get tired when you do that. So it makes sense to get a guy like Juanma on the pitch see what he can do and don't forget it was Juanma who came on and didn't change the game but certain, well sorry it was the partnership of uh, Juanma and Dowda that sort of changed the game in our favour against Ross County yeah so we certainly saw it out yeah it? well yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so you know you've you've got to give it a fucking rest without booing a decision to, to sub a player who looked absolutely knackered yeah it's, it was nonsense it's, it's not like Riley was on a hat trick or anything like that it's yeah, yeah. it's it just just seems so odd because it was so spontaneous and universal yeah. you know it's not like everybody had been applauding Riley throughout the game but for so many people to make that decision and it, it's not it's not as if as well he brought off Riley and brought on like fucking Oshin Igor or something like yeah, that yeah. he did striker for striker and try another partnership and again like I'm coming on for Gavin Riley Ricardo Benioses <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's you know it was a game where we never looked in any danger Kilmarnock are fucking awful and he was trying a new partnership. He was trying something different. What's wrong with that? You know, it's... Yeah, and Juanma as well, actually, I thought looked good when he came on. Well, except when he went clean through on goal and completely shut the bed. No, nah, he's not got the pace to take the ball from his own half and run through on goal. I think that's always been quite clear. He, he didn't need pace. He just needed to be, you know, have the confidence to shoot the ball when the shot was on. No, he, sh- he should have done better, but, you know, you could say point to his goal at Dundee at Dens Park when he was put through on goal but then he cut inside the guy and made a lovely finish he can do it it's just that time it was read by Balotoni who's not slow as well so it's not really a surprise that he caught him I, if, I think he should have shot when he had the chance but you can see why he tried to do what he did it was, it was frustrating but it's what strikers do true that and but also yeah. it was a nice wee through ball well a nice wee touch from Dowda that put him through in the first place so you know partnership do you think uh, Robbie Nielsen's major crime was basically winning everything in sight last year and then not doing it now in a harder league yeah he's, he is a victim what a bastard he's a victim of his own success yeah. basically and it is, it's a shame and I think come the season's end when we're going to be closer to Aberdeen possibly above Aberdeen why not you know speculate um, we're pretty close what are we, are six, we six, six, six behind and they're about to kick off in about whenever and play Dundee United tonight um, so yeah we're going to end up closer to Aberdeen if not above Aberdeen than we are to fourth we're going to be in European competition again. Yeah, just dry your eyes, Hearts fans. We don't always beat Hibs. It does happen sometimes. You know, get the fuck over it. Yeah. So, we march on. Uh, Cowie Thistle. And 
Uh, same lineup as the Kilmarnock game, apart from Patterson, who we were missing, uh, but Liam Smith slotted in beautifully. Yeah, yeah, he looks a, a real prospect. Any time he's, he's come on this season, I think he's made maybe two or three appearances from the bench. Yeah. Um, he's not looked out of place whatsoever. Um, he's very composed, very athletic. Not strong, but yeah. certainly does a lot of running. Um, can support the wide men as well. I think one of the, the main things for me was uh, the way he times the tackle. Yeah. You know, he's, he's really, really keeps his eye on the ball, knows what the winger's going to do. There was one time he showed Miles' story inside instead of outside, and Alexander let him fucking know about it. But other than that, yeah, he looked great. And I think Patterson probably leave us in the summer. Mm. Um, so it's nice to know that we do have another youngster coming through that can hopefully follow in his footsteps. Yeah, um, he obviously doesn't have the, the, the thrust, the sheer athletic ability of Patterson, but he's... No one he's, does. No one does. <laughs> but he's, he's a classic fullback. Yeah. Smith, like, um, plays his position, gets forward when he can, like, say, so composed, so, like, so calm for someone so young. Yeah. And uh, his, his touch from that it's um, just great to have another Smith in the team <laughs> his touch from that that sort of long cross field ball from Rossi and then cut inside and then one two with Riley and then shot that went about you know a few inches yeah. over was eye opening for me I didn't know he had that in his locker but why why would I have yeah. we've seen him play like 45 minutes in his entire life um, but yeah that, that showed me that maybe he does have a bit of the Patterson's about him he's got a good a good guy to look up to even though Patterson's only like two years older than him <laughs> But you know he is about three feet taller than him, so he would literally be looking up to. Him. That's that's true. That's yeah. true. He's not the smallest Smith, but he's you know he actually he genuinely looks like even facially looks like he could be Don Cowie's son. <laughs> <laughs> even run the same like <laughs> when they were both on the pitch towards the end. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, so the actual game um, for the first ten minutes or so, Cali uh, are quite beat up Cali as far as I understand like they're missing quite a few players right yeah they were missing uh, James, Vis- uh, James Vincent Josh Meekings um, uh, that guy who scores their goals uh, Draper Draper yeah um, they, were, aye, they were missing some key players so they basically built a team to be a solid wall that we couldn't get through yeah they, so they, 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 they did it effectively yeah they, they, they put up a good fight like I say first 10 minutes very very scrappy basically fuck all happened Hearts couldn't put passes together, but then eventually things started to happen in the in the uh, in the final third, and uh, it was a long ball up to Walker that he controlled beautifully. I think I think it, we tried it just before that, and Walker couldn't quite get his touch on. Um, we could see there was a, a weakness with Horner playing right back for them. I think the guy's usually a midfielder, um, and Walker was getting inside them every time. And yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't describe it as a hoof. It was a very nicely placed pass yeah. from uh, from June. Igor. Was it Jim? Was it Jim? Yeah. Oh no, no, Igor's was the one for Smith. For Smith, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jim took it from Ozturk and uh, and basically saw the saw the run in the pass straight away, um, and yeah, what a, what a touch from Jamie Walker. Um, yeah. Slightly fortuitous that Horner got his foot on the ball after that, but it still bounced into his path. Yeah. Um, Callie tried to sort of stick a couple of legs in, but knew that if they they actually did, then it was a penalty. And Owen Fawn Williams is one of the most useful, like useless goalkeepers I've ever seen in my life. And he just sort of stood up and watched as Jamie Walker ran past him and Walker stuck it in the net. So, yeah, another goal for Jamie Walker. And another goal um, in this little spell of games that we're covering today that came from the long pass forward to, to, to a forward in the channels. Um, if, if we want to go forward, like uh, 
Dowda's first against Ross County was a long ball from, from Alexander. Yep. And Walker's goal against Dundee United was a long ball from Suter. Yep. Um, our penalty against Kilmarnock was a long ball from Oosterk onto uh, Prince. Yep. Uh, and this goal again came from, from a long ball forward. So don't know if it's... I mean, that's quite a lot of goals in a short space of time for it not to be a tactic. Ah, we, we, I think you always plan to play nice, sexy football, mm. but you still train to have that different option. I saw it actually quite a lot against Cali Thistle. You know, we're known for, and Don Cowie's hilarious free kick against Kilmarnock proves it, you know, just putting the ball down and finding a pass. Yeah. Uh, but against Cali, especially in the second half, there's a couple of times we won a free kick, maybe just on the halfway line. One time Cowie made a big sprint and run behind, uh, another time Zanata did it. And then um, Dowda did it as well towards the end. So yeah, I think we are maybe working on that a little bit more. Um, but how well, much can you work on a big lump forward? Well, yeah. it's the interesting thing though, because out of all those uh, goals that I've just described, only one of them was like a header won by a big man. Yeah. Like all the rest of them are like chest or foot control from like midfield runners getting onto them. Or, yeah. Like, yeah, so, I mean, that's... You know, we we'd all love to be Barcelona, but like it's 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 interesting and it's effective, and it's, it's, it's still something yeah. we can do. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather all goals were like the third against County with yeah. you know, Zanata taking a lovely touch out of defence and then laying it off and stuff. But that's not what's going to happen, especially not in this league. I think you need to look at that as well. Um, it's, it's, it's it's better than that um, sort of four or five month periods like five, six years ago where our only goals ever came from a Michael Stewart penalty. <laughs> yeah, remember that? We got into Europe with it as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 1-0 Michael Stewart penalty and then Bruno Aguiar came back from injury. It was like, oh, well, okay. 2-0 Michael Stewart penalty and Bruno Aguiar. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, you're right. It's it's becoming a, a bit of a thing, but if it brings goals, then cool. Make it a thing. Delighted. So, to, yeah, so once um, Cali went down, I think they really down tools. They they really didn't press or run very hard in that game at all. It was kind of sort of uh, symptomatic in their second goal where they had a free kick about thirty yards out from us and they just sort of knocked it about aimlessly between them. Didn't even they, they gained maybe two yards in territory before we stole the ball back off them. Yeah. Pressed them back and then Draper made a uh, not Draper uh, Tanzi made a horrible back pass which uh, Dowda latched onto. Yeah, it was it was nothing but a clearance from Rossi, um, up to the the right wing position and Gavin Riley again, chasing a lost cause, making Tanzi make that mistake mm. essentially making him make that decision. But it's really if you watch the highlights, it's really well read from Dowda. Dowda knows that this guy's got no other pass other than the goalkeeper, so he's already on his bike um, as the ball was played. It's Again, criminally reading short. Reading the game, saving his runs for when they're, they're going to make a difference. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you know, it's, it's proper predatory instinct for a striker just to sort of sniff out that kind of chance. It is a bad back pass, but the wee shimmy, the wee yeah. shimmy and shake inside. Again, Fawn Williams just stands there as a... As Dowda goes past him, but yeah, you could see with his celebration as well how much that means to Dowda. He will be hearing people shouting things from the the stand. It has been happening a lot, so I think you know for that. Hopefully, he gets a bit of confidence. Another goal against Thistle on Saturday would be delightful. Yeah, I, I support that. Let's have more goals. Yeah. <laughs> goals. 
I hope I hope John Souter scores a goal. Ah yeah, same with his with his, with his big gurney face. Dude, just imagine what expression would be on his face as he's going up for a header from a corner. Christ. His, his big massive baby face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know so in summary for the last two weeks, it's been good. it could be better. Yeah. I think I think the general problem for Hearts and Hearts fans at the moment is that even when we're winning it's not terribly exciting at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 not it's the, you know we're used to beating teams like four 0 and ten 0 last season. Yeah. <laughs> playing exactly the same game as what we're playing now, just against worse teams. Yeah. Which is basically what got us that. But the amount of clean sheets that we're getting um, is still you know it's three three clean sheets in the league in the last four. I we've think. got the second best defensive record in the league. And we scored the second highest amount of goals. Yeah. So but, so yeah. Why are we not second? <laughs> Christ <laughs> sake, no. Aberdeen. Um, but yeah, it's it's still a good season. We're still winning games. We're still a good team that teams fear playing. That's what was it? Two losses at Tynecastle since the start of last season. And that's the Falkirk and Aberdeen. Yeah. That's that's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's um it's it's such a weird situation that we're in at the moment because we're we're so far ahead of the curve of where a promoted team that's just come out of complete financial ruin should be. Yeah. But. Uh, it's just because we can see the potential in the club. I think everyone's sort of thinking, it's like, oh, we could be a bit further. It's like, well, yeah, if everything <laughs> was absolutely wonderful, yeah, I suppose we could be further forward, but let's just be happy with where we are. Cause, yeah. And, like, just be delighted that we've obviously got the the regime and the people and the, the management in place that can develop this. I mean, just, like give this team another 12 months imagine where it's going to be when everything's bedded in yeah exactly we should always strive for better yes but you know let's not moan about it when we don't get better straight away look at Aberdeen they've built a good team over the space of three years yeah and now they're up that sort of that second place looking fairly comfortable in second place um, and their fans are still wanting better and I think you know they probably will get better we'll get better Rangers will come up they'll get better yeah. Hibs will win the championship one day um, but you know it's whoever Falkirk they'll come up they'll get better it's going to happen Scottish football is getting better yeah and Hearts Hearts and Aberdeen are everyone's getting there. better except Kilmarnock except Kilmarnock and Hamilton <laughs> yeah um, but yeah and Hibs now ah. yeah. Um, but yeah it's, it's, it's the way that Scottish football is going to go I think teams are going to get stronger with the more progressive they get and the better financial footing that they get and Hearts and Aberdeen are two shining lights of that just now so long may it continue yeah, well, except over the next few weeks where Aberdeen have like lost their two best players, wow. so hopefully they'll go in the toilet and we can overtake them. God, yeah, fuck them right in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> so, over these last two weeks, we're going to have to pick a man, a man who exemplifies what's happened, a man who makes us want to sing. Yes. And that man is a, is a boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's uh, oh, God, he looks like he's just fresh out of high school. Yeah. He's... Honestly, what a, what a young little face he has. I'm absolutely certain that John Souter has asked me to buy him a bottle of Bucky and a 10 deck. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> happened at some point over the years. Someone Ryan Gold standing outside the office. Yeah, um, but yeah, John Souter absolutely deserves it. Future club captain? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you may have forgotten, but we do sing songs for people, and we do, we do also encourage you to send in songs for people. Um, in a remarkable bit of prescience, just basically when we signed uh, John Souter, uh, Penguin McKenzie 
who's contributed before, emailed in this ditty. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Sutar, hearts made a bed. Sutar, we'll bid a bit more. Sutar, hearts made a bed. Dundee United can't ignore. Sutar, <laughs> hearts made a bed. Sutar, we'll bid a bit more. Sutar, hearts made a bed. Offered more than Blackburn Rovers. I like how you turn into a robot halfway through the choruses there. Uh, I turn into somebody who can't really remember how that song was. <laughs> yeah. But uh, thanks, Penguin. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, so, have you got a song? For John Souter? Just a I love that song. I do have a song for John Souter. Yeah. Cool. Would you yeah. like to sing it? It's, it's a fucking treat as well. <laughs> Hooray. <clears throat> so give me John Suit, Suit. Ahead of my gee gee. At right back taking throws. And a half stop and go. Shot free kicks to Nicholson. Yeah, United will miss him. He be using his body, but playing ball is his mission. Play with us, Tucker. Oh, he's too young to get drunk. When he plays this weekend, he's gonna skim Pogba for fun. Bit of Kelly there. Did you say he's got a skin Paul Pogba? P Pogba. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it would be a dramatic move if we went to Syria yeah. before the weekend. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Going way back for this song. Oh, God. Okay. He's 19, but he looks six. When he runs, he looks like he might be sick. He used to play in Dundee. We acquired him for a reasonable fee. Bang, bang. John Suter takes you down. Bang, bang. He cost us several pounds. Bang, bang. He seems quite sound. Bang, bang. His teeth are being ground. Ground, ground, ground. <laughs> <laughs> right, nice, yeah. Uh, is there a winner this week? John Souter is the winner this John week. John Souter is yeah. the winner. Well done, John. Soapy Souter. <laughs> oh, I forgot, it's his nickname. Fuck, I could use something. Oh, it doesn't matter now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's lots of songs with Soapy in the title. Eh? Ah, I would have found one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt your abilities. Yeah. Right, well, thanks for sticking with us, uh, both over the hiatus and for this podcast. Yes. Uh, we're, we're glad that you have the stamina. <laughs> uh, if you want more of this, and why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Find us on Twitter uh, at We Have No Cares, uh, and find Robert uh, at RF Borthwick, and find Nickel at Nickel Hay. Nice. Oh, you're gonna carry. I'll do it. Uh, no, so uh, it seemed like you'd taken the ball and you were running with it. No, oh, sorry, man. Some, uh, sorry, some miscommunication in midfield there. We're 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 out of we're out of sorts. We need to get back in the training pitch. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> really get back. Need to, to build up a partnership again. Um, yeah, you can go onto our website, which is wehavenocares.tumblr.com, which has got this episode and all of the other ones dating all the way back to that time we fisted Rangers. Remember that time? I do remember that. That sounds like a fun activity. I think people should do that. Yeah, they absolutely should. I do it sometimes. Uh, and you can also email us. Yeah, you can uh, go to uh, wehavenocares at gmail.com. Yeah, absolutely. And can. send us a song that's better than the ones we just sang. Yeah, please do that. Shouldn't be hard. No. I believe in you. Yes. Uh, what's next up? We've got Partick Thistle. Yeah. Uh, anything midweek? We've seen that. loads of midweek. Uh, yeah, we've got um, Cali Thistle on the 15th of May, March as well. Okay. Which is an away game, which is rearranged. Yes, that's two weeks away. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be right. So that's not. 
We'll be back. We'll talk about Partick. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. I think Dundee away is in the middle. Right, okay. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll be back to talk about Partick. Yes. At some point. Yeah. Probably. In the future. <laughs> <laughs> Probably rounding it up <laughs> with a bunch of other games. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? What? We didn't talk about... Uh, oh, Penny Kitchen! And the fact that Robbie Nielsen and uh, Steve Crawford uh, signed new deals. Ah, yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. Lots of things. Right, so Robbie Nielsen and uh, Steve Crawford are signed new deals. Yeah. We're happy about that. We're delighted with that, yeah. Because it means we don't have to come up with a new tagline at the end of the show. Absolutely, yeah. That's that's the main thing for me, yeah. Uh, and we've got a new midfielder. Yeah, um, pending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, lots of red tape involved in signing uh, somebody who's not European. Yeah, some, well, especially from the MLS because they have all those registration rules as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, seems like a, on paper, a pretty great signing. Um, well, well I, it's, I, it's a I, USA international, man. That's. He's played like three friendlies. Yeah, so he's a USA international, and he's played a friendly as recently as like just last year. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I don't know anything about him. See, this is the thing. Like, I mean, I'm not the biggest MLS fan, but I do follow it, and I have no idea who he is. Yeah. But you know, he has played basically every game for DC United for the last what four or five years. So. Yeah. From what I've seen of Americans going on to Jambo's kickback. They all seem to think that he'll be a very good signing, very good signing. And the DC United were desperate to keep him as well, um, but he had his heart set on moving to Europe. Not so desperate that they would pay him the money that he wanted. No, no, they offered him probably more than what we were giving him. They offered him five and a half grand a week. I don't see us paying that for him, but that's speculation. I suppose we might be paying him fucking twenty grand a week. Who knows? <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows? We're putting all of our Osmond so money onto a free transfer. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think I think on the face of it, on paper, it looks like a very good signing, and it's what we need as well. We need a defensive midfielder who can. It does make me think that um, just the whole t- sort of timelines and the red tape that's involved in signing someone from MLS, gaining um, you know international clearance, uh, work permits, things like that. Um, and uh, the fact that he was, like, he officially failed to really reach an agreement on a new contract with DC United in January. Makes sure possibly that we started the, the process of signing him then, and we knew he was coming, and that's maybe why we agreed to let Gomez go right at the end of the January window, knowing that eventually Kitchen would be here. It makes sense. It does make sense. I think, uh, from what I've heard, Nielsen was looking at him in the summer um, to get a sort of pre-contract in place and stuff as well. So I think, you know, he's been on the radar for a while, so... It does make sense, especially with you know losing Gomez and not playing Payargo, essentially yeah. going to having having to try to rejig the midfield a wee bit. But yeah, he's he's deciding the sort of thing that we need just now. I think the the point I kind of wanted to make there though is like quite often as football fans we see football teams do something that we think well, I I don't know why you've done that. There's no explanation for it, and the actual answer is there is an explanation, but we can't tell you right now. Yeah, you know they couldn't let Gomez go out and loan. Sort of like well we're working on a signing that. That we're hopeful will come off, but we can't say anything until it's done. Yeah. You can't yeah. really do that. As opposed to like there's method in the madness, there's method in the method. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah exactly. that's basically what it is. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean I'm as guilty of it as anyone, but maybe like the next time Hearts does something completely crazy, maybe sort of think, give them t- maybe there's a reason. Yeah, yeah, give them a few weeks. I think yeah, we were always gonna look at the free transfer market anyway, so Yeah. Yeah. Good. Cool. Great. So, uh, yeah, well, welcome aboard, Perry, and uh, yeah. we smell what you're cooking very soon. Oh, God. I was about to say I look forward to all the shit puns that are coming your way, but there we go. Yeah, there we go. It was right, it was right in your lap. <laughs> it was, yeah, right there. So, uh, well, if that doesn't discourage you from joining us next week, <laughs> Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford.
the scene. Oh!